0: everybody! Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast and I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and I'm here to talk about another of the Disney canon classics and I'm joined every month by my very good friend, Stanford Clark.
1: Hi! Yes! Can you believe we're already almost at the end of the year? I can't believe it, Rachel. It's amazing. And here, (laughs) yeah, holy smokes.
0: I mean, how much have we heard about Frozen 2? so long
1: and it's here we're almost almost here next week
0: we're gonna get to see it oh my gosh! yes
1: (laughs) yeah
0: we've been waiting since 2013 for frozen 2 and (laughs) it's finally here and it's here here. yeah (laughs) it's so exciting uh so yeah so we're actually doing a double uh podcast this month uh like we did with Ralph Breaks the Internet we are covering both Frozen and Frozen 2 and uh yeah and then we'll be back to the random number generator for uh for December so that will be pretty fun so yeah we're just gonna dive into Frozen this can be really really fun this is the phenomenon that is Frozen and we'll talk about some of that but also uh, you know, what we think of the nuts and bolts of the film. So it'll be really, really fun. And so uh, Stanford, what is your just kind of overall thoughts about frozen?
1: So frozen as a film, I love, mm-hmm. I think, I think that the film is, is absolutely terrific. I love rewatching it again. I, I just think it's original yet really fits so nicely in with, with the genre. Mm-hmm. And I just love it as a phenomenon. Uh, I can't say I'm the biggest fan of, <laughs> of, of, the, of Frozen as, as a phenomenon. I think its I think its popularity is deserved. Don't get me wrong. I think mm-hmm. it's a really great film, uh, but I do have some problems with with what its overwhelming popularity did, both with both from you know people and also what disney did too so mm-hmm. i'll be anxious to support yeah.
0: so that'll be fun to talk about yeah. i assume you of course you saw this in the theater
1: as yes, 2013 multiple times <laughs> yeah. yeah did
0: were you a uh, member of press at that at that point did you go to no screening? i okay. i
1: didn't i went on opening weekend mm. and uh but i was not a member i did not get a get to go to a press screening
0: okay so yeah. i
1: i believe i i know i was out of town that weekend uh because it was thanksgiving weekend but i was out of town and i went to a thursday night screening you know because typically i'm not able to do that with some of those other commitments i have at home and so that was really fun to be able to you know just to be able to go kind of like a day early you know for me uh, anyway how about you did you go to a press screening or what did you do
0: no i didn't go to press screening i just went to see it in the regular theater and i have my actual because at that point i wasn't i didn't even have a movie blog i just had my regular blog where i would occasionally write a review for a movie that i really liked and so this was in december this was december 5th 2013 that i wrote the review so i probably had seen it sometime over thanksgiving but then it took me a week or, or you know sometime that week i had seen it and i so i i had some thoughts i said I've always been a huge fan of animation. Typically, they are my favorite movies of the year. They certainly can be stinkers, but the potential for creativity and clean humor is there, too. This is certainly the case with Frozen, and it is worthy of all the praise heaped on it. I liked it as much as Tangled, if not more so, and I loved Tangled. And uh, and then I uh, talk about some different things, and I said, one nice thing about the story is there's no true villain. There is a a helpless but powerful character, but no true villain. Which is interesting. And at the time, I said, in Pixar's Brave, there's also no villain. And in that case, I think it hurt the story. But this has enough of a sense of dread to make up for a a central evil character. And so, which is really interesting. So, at the time, I remember being very surprised about Hans. We'll talk more about that. But... I didn't really even see him as a villain. I just saw him as part of the story, if that makes sense.
1: hmm
0: hmm So, yeah, and I, I say, the voice cast is uniformly strong with like Idina Menzel and Kristen Bell playing two sisters who are orphaned princesses in a faraway land. They grow up isolated from each other and the public, but are forced to interact with each other, and the Menzel sister becomes upset and turns the town into an eternal winter. Isolated, she creates a castle... And Bell's Anna must go and find her sister with the help of a charming snowman who is in the movie just long enough to be entertaining but not annoying. And a reindeer and his owner, Kristoff. There is also a dashing prince that figures in the midst and several other characters. Uh, so <laughs> it's just kind of interesting what stood out to me back then.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I love that.
0: <laughs> I said, the cold and icy scenery is beautifully drawn and the songs by Robert Lopez of Avenue Q fame are wonderful. They are more obviously Broadway style than anything since Beauty and the Beast. Tangle is wonderful in the score, but more of a pop feel. And then I just said, my only qualm with the music is that going out of all the songs kind of run together and sound similar, which is so funny. Cause if you think about it, like the big thing out of that movie was let it go. <laughs> it was like the big standard, but in my mind at the time, uh, they were all kind of sounded the same. which is uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it said it's uh, i said it's not like Kuna matata or be our guest where the song feels different and exciting and something new maybe part of it is that i saw those movies as an impressionable child and i saw this at 32 i don't know but i really enjoyed the music <laughs> so interesting
1: yes absolutely
0: <laughs> so as a uh, and i mentioned this in you had watched my uh canon review over on my channel yes and I mentioned this a lot in that review, but in my opinion, this Frozen is the first movie from Disney to truly embrace a belty Broadway style of musical in the Disney canon. I mean, that may sound surprising to people, but really I think that uh, the, uh, the Ashman Mencken musicals, those are more sort of classical In feel certainly mixed to classical and they don't have that sort of belty uh (laughs) let it go you know kind of a a Mm -hmm. more of a forceful song type of singing more of a Mm -hmm. belty type of singing Mm -hmm. and and i don't think they'd ever done anything like that in um in a disney uh, movie
1: yeah i thought that was a really interesting observation of yours of yours too rachel and i I, you know i can't disagree because because uh clearly yeah let it go um love is an open door is kind of a belty too for Mm -hmm. for both both uh both leads and 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 the you know the Bobby Lopez Kristen Anderson Lopez style of music it's clearly Broadway but it's also got almost like a real almost kind of like a pop sensibility Uh to it in in a way as well maybe that's not the best way to classify it but it there I think their music is so fun and Mm -hmm. and refreshing and clever Uh, and again and not not that the making ashman stuff isn't just you know beyond brilliant because it is it's just i just felt this was maybe almost a little more youthful in style
0: too Mm
1: -hmm. um Mm -hmm. which i liked i -hmm. thought it was delightful
0: yeah because because tangled uh, is more of a pop you know with me yes, more absolutely more of a bubbly pop sound uh-huh. and yeah this is very much more kind of similar to uh to like Lay Miz or some mm-hmm. of these other and uh, maybe to Andrew Lloyd Webber kind of song mm-hmm. uh that where it's it's just got that sort of belty uh you know, <laughs> there's no business you know yeah. that kind of that's just a particular type of Broadway song and uh, sound and all the other Um, musicals from disney have all had to be altered to work for broadway and they have to add songs that kind of feel more that way like for instance in beauty and the beast they have to add the song home which is a very belty song Mm
1: -hmm. is
0: this home is this what i must learn to believe in like that's a very belty song and as opposed to uh you know some of the other songs that are more of a mixed classical sound mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't know I think that's that's an interesting kind of thing and I think that's why it really uh it really uh worked for me you know and yeah. I talk about loving the music
1: yeah absolutely this kind of just reiterate reiterates your point that you already made but I heard Alan Menken talking about the music for Tangled and he was influenced by uh Joni Mitchell for the for uh, mm, for the tangled soundtrack, particularly where will will my life begin or when will my life begin song, again because he was thinking of um, Rapunzel's hair, and then you know Joni Mitchell had, uh, has you know long hair, particularly you know in, in her heyday, yeah, and, I can in, see in that sixties and and uh, there's there's quite a bit of guitar in 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 the music too, and so uh, again I thought that was I thought that was pretty.
0: That is cool. interesting and, inter- and
1: interesting. Uh, like and if again, you think of
0: like both sides now, there's definitely a, a Joni uh, Mitchell kind of, obviously it's Joni Mitchell song, but it's, there's definitely sort of a bubbly kind of quality, mm-hmm. but then there's always sort of that moroseness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably true there. Not that this is a tangled podcast, but, but, uh, but it's probably true actually in tangled, that mm-hmm. there's sort of a moroseness. If you really kind of dig down that she's living this crazy life and, yeah, uh, but yeah, I think the closest in Disney that Macon probably got to a uh, two belt sound is probably Hercules. Yeah, I was
1: thinking Hercules, too.
0: Is probably the most mm-hmm. of that sort of forward belt sound. And I mean, probably partly because you have Susan Egan, who's that's the kind of singer she is. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right you know,
0: they're a prize for rotten judgment you know it's mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's interesting to me and you know i love i love broadway and i've always been a huge fan of uh that kind of singing <laughs> like when i was uh when i was in high school les mis was kind of my obsession i mean i knew every line to every song i knew every mm-hmm. uh, i had watched the 10th uh anniversary yeah. of that that 10-year that anniversary
1: concert yeah which is just so wonderful <laughs> so many times yeah
0: and you know I got to see it and uh, you know if, if uh Little Mermaid was sort of my my obsession as a young girl and as far as music and movies uh Les Mis was kind of my musical obsession in in high school and yeah. and so uh, it just that sound, like when Eponine is singing uh, "On My Own," you know, like that. Like it's just such a such a great, I don't know, great sound. I love it. It's so raw, it's so vulnerable, and maybe part of it is also sort of envy. I wish that I could really sing that way. I,
1: well, you know, all those singers just oh, wonderful. I mean, they're so good.
0: I wish that I could.
1: So good, but
0: uh, you know, and I and Idina Menzel is just a goddess oh. to me.
1: I mean me too. And I think I think that was the coup is that they got Idina Menzel to to play that role and and she's got a wonderful speaking voice and their singing yeah. voice. It's just I just I can't was get so of
0: it. mad at them with I mean I love Enchanted so much. But I was so mad because yeah. they have Idina Menzel a- in their movie. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> why? Why did she not sing a song? I was so mad.
1: That was so bizarre. Was I remember seeing that exact same thought at the end of that movie. In fact, I leaned over to, to you know, who I was with. I was like, why didn't she sing? <laughs> Was so like, mad
0: at what the time it's just like you brought Carrie Underwood in what's going on Why when you have Idina Menzel this
1: is just so weird
0: like possibly so, the world's greatest singer as so far as I'm just, concerned at least
1: that just was totally changed with with Frozen and thank goodness because yeah. she's wonderful and I I heard that you know Bobby Lopez and Kristen the Anderson Lopez too wrote these songs of course specifically for her and you know to really take advantage of her, yeah, range and her interpretation, and they aced it. I mean, "Let It Go" was, you know, yeah, talk about an anthem that you know was just remarkable. It just took on a life of its own. Yeah.
0: When another interesting thing in my review is I, I just say the story has a nice message about family, sisters, and the many forms of true love. It surprised me at points which is tough to do in a princess movie and the snowman was very funny. It's completely appropriate for young children with only one scary snow monster that isn't too frightening and is only in one scene briefly. So I I do think that that is part of the reason why I love this movie so much is because I have three sisters (laughs) and sometimes I don't understand them. I don't and they don't understand me for sure. And (laughs) and it can be so frustrating because you want to help them and you want to be there for them. And we have a big age, you know, age gap in my family uh, between us four girls. And so it, it can be kind of just frustrating when you, when you have – really related to both Anna and Elsa's experiences mm-hmm. and just the dynamic of these sisters. And that was something new we never had in a Disney film before.
1: Oh, yeah. Siblings absolutely and that's so interesting i appreciate hearing hearing your take on that rich because i can't relate to the sister part you know but uh the uh it was so i think so unique for a disney film to explore explore that and i had heard jennifer lee who was the co-writer and director co-director of frozen yeah talk about talk about it And, and I think they were having such a challenge with it because initially Elsa was like a full-on villain. I mean, it was going to yeah. be Snow Queen. Right. And and uh, at whatever point they came up and they decided to make this really into a movie about these two siblings, you know, these two sisters specifically, really changed the tone of the film. And, and I think it's really what makes it uh, so special mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And people act like, we'll talk more about it, but people act like, making that change is like crazy and wow they changed it can you believe it uh, when it's actually pretty common uh to make those kind of radical character changes yeah. change the story change the i mean we, we see in, in emperor's new groove or or i mean almost every <laughs> animated film goes through these revisions and these uh, i mean that's just the way the way it is i mean look at even toy story Mm-hmm. Originally, Woody was practically going to be a villain, mm-hmm. and uh, and then they t- they tempered down his character a ton, and totally changed that. I mean, this is not uncommon, right? Yeah, and so uh, basically, it's kind of interesting to go back. It's kind of interesting to go back in in look at the history of i uh, making a movie about the snow queen story. It goes all the way back to 1937. Yeah. Was they, when it was first proposed.
1: It's been in development for decades, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. on and off with making Disney. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Going all the way back to snow white and which is really interesting. And then it just could kind of get periodically repitched and repitched. And, uh, and then it was finally repitched by Chris Buck and, and he had just done surfs up over at Sony and year, John Laster, convinced him to come back to uh, to Disney, and he had a number of different pitches, and this was one one of them was to uh, was to do uh, the Snow Queen again, which is really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Chris Buck, he's a pretty a uh, cool director. I mean, like I said, he did Surfs Up,
1: and it's a movie I like. I think Surfs I Up too. was was really a creative, fun. That movie, and wasn't he co-director of Tarzan at Disney? Yes. Yeah.
0: He worked on, uh, T- on Pocahontas. Uh, he worked on. Uh, he helped. We did character art for Little Mermaid, rescues down yeah. under, who from Roger Rabbit. So he's just amazing. He's one of those one of those people that came up with um, the Fox and the Hound, because uh, that that movie was such a a birth of talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, talk about
1: an amazing training ground, you know. Yeah.
0: He is incredible. And so, yeah, he, uh, he pitched it. And right after the release of Tangled, they announced Frozen was going to be coming. And uh, that's when, pretty early on, the Lopez's uh, joined on uh, to the project. And they were specifically, like we talked about last month with Winnie the Pooh, uh, they were they were basically pitched this because they were so happy with what they had done in Winnie the Pooh that uh, they, you know, they said, you want to take on this project with these about these two uh, sisters and they were really uh, instrumental in the story. And so not just doing the music, but also involved from, I think pretty much from the start.
1: I, I think the Lopez's are terrific. So Yeah. yeah, great really great stuff they wrote for um for this film for sure
0: yeah and uh, they said that i you know the main goal was to try to uh to have this theme of sort of this frozen heart uh getting kind of melted and you know so that's why we have the this the bond between the two sisters and, you know, that's kind of the emotional pull of the, of the movie is Elsa's kind of conflicted heart, you know, getting melted and the winter ending and all of that. And so anyway, uh, so yeah, they changed Elsa from being a villain and, uh, and they actually had, they were so concerned about getting this dynamic between the two sisters right that they had this whole sister summit. Uh, where the women from the studio and their sisters had basically like this little retreat and uh, where they w- tried to get that dynamic right because they'd only done it one other time in a Disney film which was Lilo and Stitch uh, but that was a different dynamic because was a yeah, really-, really
1: different dynamic in Lilo and Stitch mm-hmm. than what what ended up being in Frozen yeah yeah
0: because that's more of a parental legal guardian Yes, child kind of situation rather than two sisters mm-hmm. I think. so uh, very interesting they also really worked hard to try to use the Scandinavian influences uh in 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 a respectful way <laughs> obviously this is a uh, it's kind of similar with Moana you know they created a, a, a mythical a, a f- fictional I should say a fictional land <laughs> yeah uh, and but they definitely wanted to have those Feelings as far as the clothing and the yeah. uh, the the production design, all that kind of stuff uh, in the in the movie, which I think is really
1: nice. I do too, and, you know, and and architectural styles and and uh, all those different things that they really think were influenced through with with uh, Norwegian culture and and style. Uh, even though it's really not Norway, but still it's 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 fun. I I mm-hmm. think it was a really good choice right. for sure
0: yeah and so then we it starts out the movie with this song frozen heart and i love i think the opening is very strong for this movie it really draws you in and i like the uh, uh, the choral music that they have throughout the movie uh, and i i think you've got those ice carvings ice carvers and i think it really just helps you Similar to The Lion King or some of these other movies where you get that opening boom kind of a thing. Yeah. And I really like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I like the opening se- sequence too. I know I'm one of those, um, one of those videos on the, you know, on the internet, mm-hmm. but like how it should have ended or honest trailers oh, yeah. or one of those, you know, we're making fun of, it of that beginning, like saying it's just completely pointless. And, maybe but i i like it i think i think it's i think it's a fun song i like how it introduces the concept of a frozen heart and it introduces ice we get to see cute little baby Sin and little kristoff you know and and uh kind of set up uh you know that this is gonna be like when they were kids yeah you know just, i mean i don't think it's that different
0: up. than circle of life no it sets the tone for the movie it sets the musical tone for yeah. sure of what you're going to be getting, and I don't know. I really, I really
1: like it. And the animation and then, too is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, the northern lights going on, and then I just love how they shave through the ice. How they put the quote unquote camera kind of underwater or two, and all the different things that were done with it. I like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. And so then you find out we have this opening sequence where you have Elsa, her magical powers and uh, Anna gets a little overzealous and, uh, and then Elsa starts to kind of lose control of their playing and she ends up hurting, uh, she ends up wounding Anna and so then they go to the troll and he, uh, he's able to heal uh, Anna's uh, injury and uh, she's. He tells her. He says, "Elsa must control her powers, and that fear will be her greatest enemy." And so it's kind of weird because <laughs> I I feel like hiding her doesn't that make her more fearful?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, they. It's gonna be so interesting to see what happens in Frozen Two when we learn a little bit more about you know kind of the overall picture they had of, of the parents, but it's. It's not great parenting, I think, is one of the things, you know. Because, yeah, it hurt both the girls, you know, tremendously. I mean, it totally freaks out Elsa. And then poor Lana's so isolated, and she makes her so sad. I mean, is there any song that's more heartbreaking than Do You Want to Build a Snowman? I don't think so. You know, it's It's so, I mean, it's so perfectly done, but it's so sad.
0: Yeah, because I think that... If, if she had been taught how to control, I mean, I know that they were trying to teach her how to control, but I mean, I just don't understand why they thought it was necessary to hide her from Anna, who could have also helped her to control. Yeah, I mean, wiping Anna's memory i don't quite understand i mean if because she if she had this memory that oh i got hurt it's kind of like if you put your hand on the stove then you're not going to want to put your hand on that stove so yeah. as a, as a sister unless she's just like stupid um, she's gonna not do what she did that made elsa do that right and she's yeah. gonna so i don't know yeah some poor, poor, poor parenting choices poor elsa.
1: It's just, you know, when she's there in a room just crying and scared and they're just like telling her to conceal, don't feel, you know, and. Uh, but,
0: but I think a lot of people really connected, especially with that line, conceal, don't feel, oh, hold it all inside. Yeah. Don't be who you're supposed to be. Don't show your, yeah, for lack of a better word, your magic, magical powers that makes yeah. you unique. And uh, so I, you know, I think that that definitely hit home for a lot of people
1: oh i do too and 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 then i think you know from just clearly from a narrative standpoint it really shows you it helps explain elsa's behavior when she finally you know yeah not really i mean but she she takes a break from her responsibilities you know and she finally
0: loses it she finally
1: she's done
0: I mean, she's been exposed. She thinks the people are going to kill her, and so I think that that yeah, excelling yourself from people who are going to kill you, yeah, um, (laughs) and are coming after you like a mob. I don't think that that's too selfish a choice. I think that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So then we have that uh, that we have. Do you want to build build a snowman? And I I do think that we can all relate to that though. We have those people in our lives that we just can't seem to get through to. Mm -hmm. We can't, we just don't understand them. They feel like they're walking in kind of a different world than the rest of us. It can be
1: really frustrating. And I think it was so hard on Elsa because I think Elsa wanted a relationship with her sister, but you know, she was convinced that she couldn't have one. Otherwise, as you said, you know, she's going to hurt her. Right. And poor Anna's just left in the dust. Like she's like, why won't my sister ever talk to me? You know, what Especially did I do, what did once, I do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Especially
0: once her parents, because parents uh, died that, I mean, I guess somebody else was raising them. Somebody else was carrying on the mantle or something. I don't know. It's very interesting. And all the even servants do, in the castle. Yeah. You see, uh, yeah. you see some of those servants and, uh, then we have uh, for the first time in forever, and I do want to point out. Uh, I love Christoph Beck's score. I think it's excellent in this. He did a great
1: job. Oh, absolutely, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. The score, the score is terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and yeah, for, so for the first time in forever, this is Anna. Just she's going crazy. She's so excited.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now we talked about you know how much we love Adina Menzel and particularly her voice. What's your take on Kristen Bell's singing voice?
0: I think it's really cute. I I enjoy it. I think she did a a really good job.
1: I really like it. Too. In fact, I was really surprised. I yeah, mean, me too. Not having not having ever really heard her sing, I just think. Well, we'll see. And and it's just, and it's perfect. I just thought. Yeah. Just yeah, she was cute. Really, as you said, really, really, really. Yeah,
0: cute. yeah, yeah. And I mean, hopefully, in this next one in Frozen Two, we will get a. Uh, we will get a song from... Uh, Christoph will have a song.
1: that <laughs> But he won't just be singing in his fan voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because
0: Jonathan Groff, of course, he is incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: On yeah. <laughs> Hamilton and stuff like that. Yeah. So... I mean, the character does have a song in the musical, mm-hmm. uh, a really good song, actually. And so hopefully they'll put a song in, a, yeah. in the new one.
1: But I think for, for the first time in a forever is a really great, is a great song. And, it's really,
0: it's, it's funny. And, you know, she, there's, there's some pretty, pretty funny lines in it. And uh, she, I don't know. She's just a unique character. She's very, you know, a naive character, but a really, really sweet character
1: yeah i and... just used silly love Anna, you know and uh i love in the in that scene how she interacts with the paintings in that one particular room if you recall yeah. the animation in that is so fun uh because you just feel like this is probably how she's had how she's kept sane and here she is just really alone you mm-hmm. know and and uh these paintings are kind of what she interacts with, but they just do such a wonderful job. Uh, Cause I, I she's
0: just... had to conceal don't feel also yeah. she's had to yeah. put on a show probably more yeah. so in a way because she hasn't been hiding.
1: Yeah. So, and... And, and then, you know, Elsa's got a little part in it too and it's great. Uh, so I think it's terrific for both characters for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, the um, what's the hold on a second? Let me look. At it. I mean, and it's also the only uh, only uh, Disney uh, musical I think that has uh the lines. Don't know if I'm elated or gassy, but I'm somewhere <laughs> in that zone.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she's stuffing her face with chocolate and all stuff <laughs> Yeah,
0: because <laughs> for the first time in forever, I won't be alone. Yeah.
1: So good, yeah, great, so great good. song. Yeah.
0: Uh, so okay, then we have uh we have the coronation, which I love that whole scene. I love uh, Elsa's coronation dress. Uh, I think it's, she looks, and it's so cool to have a Disney princess movie where there is actually coronation. Yeah, there's a coronation. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually the queen. Yeah,
1: she becomes the queen.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's really cool. And uh, so then the party is starting. And things to be going pretty well at first. And earlier, she, Anna, had met Hans. And so then they meet up again at the party, and they connect, and you get the love is an open door. And, Which, uh, again, is- it's
1: just like, I think I remember sitting and seeing that opening weekend, Rachel, and just when that song showed up, she was like, I can't believe we have said like, great song after great song after great song and it just continues throughout the film you know yeah. but that song is so fun the animation's yeah. so fun and uh but it really propels the story you know yeah
0: and i love santino fontana i oh, love hey, his voice i love yeah. him in this song and were you in the timoracle choir when he was there
1: yes He's so fun cool. to work with yeah oh man yeah, he's terrific she's just a very talented guy. That's awesome. with a great voice yeah
0: yeah i love him he's great uh, and everything i just love all the symmetry and i love that i love their their chemistry because i think it does do a good job of kind of you 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 believe at least at the time like now they've done this sort of villain reveal so many times that it's less fresh, but at the time I was totally. Oh yeah, I was totally surprised. surprised. It totally worked for me. Yeah. At the time, and uh, and so I think it works. As setting up this and you sort of you'd believe that he does have the best best of intentions, but we don't really know him, so uh, it makes sense that also when he changes because we haven't gotten to know him.
1: Yeah, we're
0: on. <laughs> and yeah. so. Then things go badly because uh, Anna wants Elsa's blessing. And, uh, and so I guess she needs that as the print, you know, the younger sibling, the, prince, yeah, and she's and Elsa's the, queen. the
1: queen and yeah.
0: And she's like, no, you can't let you do this. This is crazy. And Anna gets frustrated and you, know, you don't have to be like this. You don't have to, you don't have to do this. And, uh, and she you know, ends up ripping off her glove, which causes her to, to To start the winter, and and then she leaves, and I, I do think that the whole let it go segment is so great, it's so impactful and beautiful and well sung, yeah, and amazing. It's
1: just so yeah. i with you. I love everything about that sequence too. I really like how they you know they build up to that to that crescendo where Elsa's had it. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, her power starts to just kind of unleash itself and she doesn't necessarily have the control you know um but when she runs off and she's running on that lake, is that mm-hmm. the coolest you know with yeah. her cape with her cape trailing and 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 the little just little things of ice when she touches the water um uh, yes. brilliant and then yeah, I wish that whole let it go sequence it's amazing you know that the anime, i mean including the song as we've talked about is iconic now really. But uh, it, I think the animation that they did was just phenomenal. When she stomps her foot and uh, then that ice castle starts to reveal itself, you know, starts to build itself in that giant chandelier and all that stuff. I mean, I could watch that over and over again because I'm just yeah. amazed at how beautifully it's animated. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
0: and I mean, and, and it's so deep. You look and you just see like the, the little sparkles. And the little snowflakes and the mm-hmm. little how how what attention to detail that they oh, had in the scene remarkable. is really impressive. And, and
1: and her her snow dust, you know i I've seen some stuff about just the amazing amount of computing power it took, you know, yeah, to create how beautiful that that dust is. You know, and there's a bunch of it in that scene in particular. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just oh, so good
0: yeah and i mean i guess i've always people people that are hard on elsa because they say oh she's abandoning her people to this winter well first of all yeah they were going to kill her but second of all who can relate to that of being like just breaking and being like ah you know and I, i mean maybe yeah maybe leaders should be able to handle that in a more uh, more seasoned measured way, but she was young. She's, yeah. a, she's a teenager and <laughs> who has been treated terribly her whole life, told to conceal who she is. Now everybody knows. And, uh, and I don't know, I completely relate to that feeling of just bottling everything up and getting to that point where, I mean, I've had panic attacks in my life, so I guess that's why... I understand. And I, what she was feeling. And I, you know, just that moment of like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, I, I can't take it.
1: Yeah. So it really you know, worked I've, for me. Yeah. It really worked for me too. It was interesting to, to I've talked a couple of examples about, you know, that other people that I've talked to regarding it. You know, and this was, you know, when the film came out, uh, one of them was one of my friends who's got a father of, who's a father of two young girls at the time. Mm-hmm. I think both of his daughters were, I mean, one was like six and the other one was four or something. But anyway, kind of like prime age, they were eating frozen up, right? Mm-hmm. And he was really troubled by the lyrics of Let It Go. You know, like he'll saying, no right, no wrong no rules for me. You know, I'm free. I was like, that's not a very good thing to teach my daughters. And I think, well... I tried to step, you know, it was the English major in me trying to talk <laughs> to him about, look at what's happening in the story. You know, look at what's happened, you know, look what's happened to Elsa, how she's been oppressed and kind of, and not been able to be herself. Finally, she's able to, you know, to be herself and she's, and she's having a moment. <clears throat> yeah. You should let her have this moment.
0: Because also it's just the beginning of her journey
1: exactly she
0: realizes when she sees anna again and they have for the first time forever reprise which we'll talk more about but she realizes that she was basically wrong that let it go didn't work yeah and yeah. that that is kind of devastating for her yeah. and pretty she once she finds that out she you know she goes and she ends up getting arrested uh by hans and uh and so she has a, a journey that's just the start let it go is the start of the journey yeah for her in my I, opinion that's a,
1: that's a perfect way to say it and another another friend talking to her talking about this was complaining that uh, elsa elsa shouldn't be leaving her responsibilities you know, yeah elsa i've heard that a lot and, and again just thinking look at what happens in the movie you know she figures things out you know and it really necessarily wasn't, she wasn't necessarily leaving. I think she always knew what was right. I just think she needed a moment, you know, yeah. I'm reminded of, of, uh, of the film Roman holiday, which I recently mm-hmm. rewatched, which I just adore, but it's kind of the same thing. It's just like in its own way. You know I mean? This Audrey Hepburn, you know, the princess, she's got to have a break. She, she can't take this pressure and responsibility and her kind of soul, joyless life anymore. So she sneaks away, and again, they're different—you know, different and different motivations. But I, I don't know. It just kind of reminds me, in a way, of of Elsa's journey because ultimately, you know, the Audrey Hepburn character goes goes back to it because she knows it's yeah. needs to be
0: right. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think so. And she knew that Anna was there, and uh, so I think it's not like she was really abandoning her people with no leadership at all and so yeah I I think it's a stretch for in my opinion I don't I don't think that that's uh, it's certainly not a criticism that bothers criticism me. That's for that, sure. I, that
1: I had either. It didn't, it didn't bother me. No.
0: All. And so what do we think of, what do you think of Christoph and Anna? Do you like that dynamic with him being sort of the realist, her being the idealist? What do you
1: think? Oh, I you? do. I think, I think it's a good dynamic. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a classic uh, movie dynamic in a way. And that in that uh, they're kind of opposites, but it's fun. You know, I mean, you know, Anna needs someone to help her because there she is, you know, kind of without clothes or a horse. Or anything, you know? She's got, she's, yeah. got to, she's got to have some help.
0: Uh, she's in that short sleeve dress. So
1: some help by somebody who knows what they're doing, you know, and where, and where, and where stuff is. And I, one of my favorite seasons is when just before the big wolf attack, Uh, where they're in his sled and he's telling her or, you know, she's telling him about how, you know, she just got engaged to somebody that she just met and how he's just like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, those, I understand people that feel like, oh, that was too meta. It was too kind of poking fun at Disney, poking fun at at itself. And I can understand that criticism because that's not really the way that the original – princesses were i mean i guess you could make the case for cinderella but cinderella that's cinderella <laughs> yeah. i mean i i feel like the other characters i don't know they're not ditzy characters yeah like cinderella is is a basically a victim of drama and you know she meets and has this connection with the prince but i wouldn't say that she's stupid and i wouldn't say that snow white is stupid and i wouldn't say that uh, the sleeping beauty that aurora is stupid or naive or whatever it's just a different kind of storytelling yeah um so i can understand why some people get a little irritated by that cuz i do think we are too hard on those early princesses but i still enjoyed it i liked i thought they had nice chemistry nice dynamic the characters the voice actors just everything i think and I, and i do like I'm talking about his sled. He's so proud of it. <laughs> you know, it's not going to end well
1: <laughs> for his sled.
0: <laughs> um, so then we get Olaf. We'd seen him earlier. We saw him, uh, Elsa creating. I mean, and and some people get really caught up in the fact that what are the limits of Elsa's powers because she can evidently create life. <laughs> but eh, <laughs> I don't care about that. It's uh, a
1: snowman. <laughs> you know
0: she creates technically two snowmen yeah the monster snowman and olaf
1: yeah, yeah.
0: but eh, it doesn't matter yeah
1: it does that just didn't bug me uh, at all and i really appreciate what you said in your canon review about about this because olaf could go into really annoying sidekick territory yeah i don't think he does and i think no. part of it is that he doesn't come into the film until a little Later, mm-hmm. and plus he's just funny. You know, I just think that I thought I thought the stuff, the way that the way that they designed all the way, you know, this the the his lines and just Josh Gad was very funny. I I, I liked I like a lot.
0: I do too, and I think that in the world of sidekicks, in as far as Disney sidekicks, I think he's actually a sidekick that matters to the plot yeah. in a way that very few sidekicks yeah. do most Absolutely. of them are for comic relief, but yeah. he's like really important because mm-hmm. he's the one that talks to Anna yeah, about he,
1: he helps Anna
0: about what love is. And mm, so figure he it, figure it out. Yeah. And so he matters to the story. Uh, I mean, obviously he's maybe not up there with Jeannie, but he's, he's in the top group of sidekicks in my opinion.
1: I think, I think it's fun. I think, I think that in summer, sequence is yeah (laughs) it's perfect i mean it's because it's kind of it's it's random but it's a fun it's a fun way to introduce him as just being kind of a hopeful, you know well, uh,
0: I like too that the Chris was like, "Should we tell him?" Don't you dare! I, know. I love that.
1: It fits into the <laughs> whole Christoph realism, right?
0: <laughs> um, and then this is when we get the for the first time in forever reprise. and this to me is the highlight of the movie.
1: This oh, yeah. is the best sequence that is in the movie. So great,
0: because you see, you see Elsa realizing that let it go didn't work. And Anna trying desperately to help Elsa, and uh, the I think that the harmonies is so well done. I think that yeah. that it's it's such a Broadway moment. The yeah. combining of their voices and uh, the way it builds and builds and builds is perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so I agree. Good. It's just, it is it's like it's it's a perfect moment, and it's so Broadway in the best sense of the word. You know, because here both of them are singing about what they're going through. And it's really, I mean, it's really helpful to hear, you know, to have, have the exposition, not to mention it's just beautiful, you know, it's just, just musically. It's, 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 it's beautiful too. I'm with you. Yeah.
0: But I just love when they they go back and forth uh, and they're like, actually they're not, what do you mean? They're not Yeah, <laughs> like, that's very Broadway to me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you, uh, Arendelle's in deep, 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 deep. deep snow. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
1: Actually,
0: so great. Not- oh, I, yeah.
1: that.
0: I love well, that. I just think that's so good.
1: It's a cool way to, to to communicate to Elsa. Like, this is bad. You know, like we're in trouble, and Elsa had, had no idea. You know, she's just been, I think, off just kind of being grateful for a break. And again, who can blame her? Because she deserves. You know, she needs it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah then we have uh this is when we get fixer-upper and this is a weird element of this movie is the fact that just randomly the trolls raise Kristoff,
1: which is really weird yeah that was yeah you because know, again it's introduced in the first of the film and uh, you know just like well yeah where didn't Christoph have any like where are his parents did he just kind of go work on the ice you know, <laughs> yeah, goes, well, and nice.
0: <laughs> they don't even have any dwellings. How does he live? I
1: it's know. cold.
0: <laughs> they don't even have any houses or anything well, like that. What do they, they do?
1: Re- you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, when he's around, do they appear and then when, you know, I don't know. That's yeah <laughs> that's something that you can't think about <laughs> think about too much. Because
0: I don't think that it is also sort of weird that they want with everything that we've seen between Anna and Kristoff that they're so eager for them to get married. Like right there, they're about to like force them into an arranged marriage. Yeah. And, and yet Kristoff is this character who thinks that's totally ridiculous and, and crazy. But if he'd been raised by these people, it's sort of weird. And I don't know the whole thing it does. I don't think the Fixer Upper is just as its own song. I don't think it's a bad song. I think it's fine. like it's a perfectly cute bubbly song but and i think it's well sung but it just doesn't make sense in the story and so it's kind of weird and yeah so it's the low point of the movie in my opinion
1: the weakest yeah i I hear what you're saying i think i think it's a cute song i i'm with you the the whole kind of arranged marriage seems a little off (laughs) off off-putting but I do like I do like the message of the song, which is really, I mean, it's again, you know, this is a movie about love, and and uh, and they're talking about love, you know, almost like unconditional love, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, and and so that part I like, and that kind of helps me look overlook some of it. <laughs> I
0: was frankly really surprised that they kept the song in the musical. I thought yeah, for they sure kept that it in was the Broadway be musical,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Trolls in the Broadway musical. I can't remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The trolls are there. They sing Fixer Upper.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was really surprised. I thought they would change that. But uh, but anyway, do you feel like the movie is too top heavy with songs and not enough in the second half? Well, you know. Because there's really only a reprise and Fixer Upper
1: in the second half. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, part of it, because it's such an action film. I think having 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 the third act just kind of just devoted to the action, I I I didn't mind. I mean, I think subliminally, I would have liked another song because I the songs were so fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But
0: yeah, I think it could have used one more song.
1: Yeah, I I do. I think it definitely. If they could have done something that would have worked, you know,
0: I kind of wonder if Olaf should have had another song with. Uh, uh, worth melting for
1: with Anna yeah when he was melting yeah mm-hmm. yeah I feel like that's a really good spot for one that would have been a that would have been a perfect spot
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and uh, maybe even like another kind of first time in forever reprise or something out there on the ice or something mm-hmm. possibly but
0: yeah so that's interesting I think that's a pretty valid critique of it uh so yeah and then we find out of course about Hans betrayal and uh yeah he's pretty uh we find out that he is his big plan because he's the youngest of 11. And so he's not going to get anything. And he was plenty on trying to woo Elsa, but then Anna was so excited. And so he's developed this whole scheme of what he's going to do to, uh, to basically kill Anna and, uh, and then frame uh, frame Elsa as a criminal. And, uh, and so, yeah, that, what did you think about that?
1: Well, uh, I was surprised. We just this—I I, I was suspicious of Hans, but I just wasn't sure where I was going to go, and I didn't expect that to happen. Particularly how mean he was.
0: Yeah, He was you so know?
1: mean. Oh, horrible! The uh, the theater I saw it in. I mean, everybody. I mean, there was a gasp. You know, there was an audible gasp. I don't know if that happened when you. Yeah. Thought, and that was for sure kind of yeah. fun. You know, in yeah. that it, it, it surprised. It surprised, you know, I think most of the film, the film doors. So I thought, I mean, I I thought it worked. Now I'm kind of sad that they use it. I think he gets used a little too much, but uh, I thought it really worked for this. this I
0: really hope they don't do something similar in this new one. I hope that they go for all villain uh, or something different. Not, you know, I hope there's some Honeywell character, whatever her, I hope she doesn't end up being a villain or someone like that. Yeah. Uh, so, Olaf, yeah, he says some people are worth melting for. Which is... And tells her about love. He says, you really great, don't know. What
1: a great line. It's so and, good. And perfectly delivered. It's yeah. also,
0: I think, one of the highlights of the movie mm-hmm. is that whole scene, that whole sec- section. And then, so the ending, it turns out that Anna and Elsa basically save each other. And uh, their love. And I I really loved that. I thought wow. that was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and i mean especially because again because i have three sisters yeah uh, that is going to ring especially true for me i mean i do have also two brothers <laughs> family but, but yeah i mean uh, as sisters no, i think there's uh, something
1: unique and special about a sister relationship because yeah. i have two sisters too and and then there's other you know women that i know that have yeah. sisters i mean i just there's something special about that kind yeah. of bond. Well, my mother too, my, my mother had one sister yeah. and there was just, so there's something very unique about that, that bond. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think that's why it rang true for so many people and they felt so moved by it. And it was just a different kind of love explored at the core of the movie than any other, than it had ever yeah. happened before in this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoyed that. And, and I, you know, I know that the, the response to Frozen was huge and overwhelming, and way bigger than Disney had intended. I mean, they didn't order near enough toys and enough. I mean, this was a way bigger hit than they ever imagined it would be, and and so yeah, I I, I get that, but it also kind of bums me out when because I loved seeing like all those little girls singing "Let It Go." Whether it was on YouTube or yeah. just at home or whatever, and the when the I, where I draw the line as far as the people I'm so sick of Frozen's the worst Frozen's one of the worst animated movies ever made I've seen that supposed case being made, and it bums me out that that would affect a little girl uh because you know when i was when I was little, I loved the little mermaid I mean every day multiple times a day singing all the songs and my brother will tell you and be like oh little mermaid (laughs) i mean i was obsessed (laughs) and it didn't hurt me one bit (laughs) it was a good thing in my life and i think that i would just hate if if any child was robbed of that experience because i think that's one of the great things that disney movies can do Mm -hmm. is that 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 inspiration and that imagination and and I just, I just loved seeing like all the girls dressing up as Anna and Elsa, and just really becoming excited about animation and music, and in just the way that I was with the Little Mermaid. Yeah. And in and Beauty and the Beast. And I kind of, I felt like that really, this Frozen was kind of this generation's Little Mermaid, in the style of singing, in yes. the sort of the theme of you know the same way that Ariel wants to break free she wants to be her own person you know i think there are some similar themes uh, between the two and and then i feel like kind of like tangled is this generation's beauty and the beast Uh, it's a lot of similar themes about being kind of trapped and uh you know finding love in things that aren't uh that the world scorns and sort of a softer feel mm-hmm. to the music and everything. So that's kind of how I feel about those two yeah. things. And I just would hate anybody to take that experience away from a child. Yeah.
1: And, I hear you. So that I, bummed I, me out. Yeah, I totally agree. Cause that's, that's just one of the joys about it. And I, I hope that kind of the hater culture that surrounded the film, uh, you know, up to a point, uh, didn't affect that but it might have i mean maybe parents you know i've seen interviews with Adina menzel and she's i mean she's 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 i think she handles it well she kind of gets self-deprecating about let it go she's like oh i'm sorry you know <laughs> she talks to people <laughs> she knows that yeah. so you know everybody listens to it but I, I i think i think disney handled some stuff with frozen brilliantly and then some of it not so great so yeah. i thought that one of the brilliant things they did with their soundtrack was they put those karaoke tracks on the soundtrack Mm -hmm. and every, you know how many hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of YouTube videos went up and they were fun. Yeah. You know, people just having fun with it. I loved it. I just thought it was brilliant. And I I liked how they just, how Disney welcomed it, you know, Mm -hmm. that they weren't being weird about it and they just were letting people do it and have fun with it. And I, and I thought that was terrific.
0: I've been able to see Idina twice. In concert and the first time i saw her uh it was so cute she had all there were all of these little girls and maybe they coordinated this who knows but there were all these little girls that were dressed up in frozen costumes in elsa costumes and uh, they all came up onto the stage and they all sang let it go with her it was the cutest thing Actually, to ever exist <laughs> it was so cute adorable and I uh, and so yeah i that's the kind of thing i really love to see yeah and that you know that made me really happy and i i think that i don't know it's just i feel like people really nitpicked this movie to death and i don't think that any of its flaws like say the music is kind of top heavy i don't think any of its flaws are really all that different than the flaws of the renaissance films that we hold up so dear and we love rightfully so but it has i mean beauty and the beast has tons of plot holes and flaws and and there's powers that aren't i mean we never get any explanation for the powers changing these people into into household objects yeah. <laughs> we never get any explanation yeah. for uh you know for a lot of things uh, and in those renaissance films and that's fine because we're just enjoying the movie. Yeah, And you have to have a certain degree of suspension of disbelief, but when something's such a phenomenon, it causes people to nitpick.
1: Right. Uh, and I, uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. The, the things that I wondered, I felt like some of the, the phenomenon, I mean, some of, some of the criticism was almost fueled by Disney because, uh, you know, I think it became such an unexpected hit yeah. for them that then, you know, I I was trying to find it before that we recorded this podcast, but I swear there was something, and I think I think it was almost called like the Frozen Initiative or something that they did corporate at Disney.
0: Yeah,
1: and and which was just like we want Frozen everywhere, and so yeah. and as I opposed re- to
0: I mean that's why Anna and Elsa are not Disney princesses yet uh, because they're pr- like princesses in waiting or something like that because and everybody thinks assumes that they are, but they're yeah. not they have not been coordinated they're not official disney princesses that's because they have their whole own brand
1: yeah they've got and their own and, and so many so many products i mean i remember going i mean this was maybe a year after the movie going into my local walgreens and there was like a frozen humidifier <laughs> and a frozen snuggie you know the yeah. blanket with the sleeves right. and i was just like what else are they going to slap a frozen you know yeah. label on? and then i remember going to disneyland cuz you know i, I mean i love going to disneyland they both at disneyland and california adventure park frozen everywhere i mean like you couldn't go you, you couldn't go anywhere without there being either a frozen product or some kind of a frozen something and frankly it was i mean I love the movie, so and I love Disney, so I just kind of—I mean—I let it go. But um, <laughs> the—I uh, think that these people were getting ticked about it. You know, they were just like, mm-hmm. "We are so sick of Frozen," and and I kind of yeah. feel like that drove some of this hypercritical behavior. Personally, I mean, I just think that's how it yeah. drove some of the hypercritical behavior about the film is because. There was like too much. Almost. Yeah. You know, too much. I think
0: that's true. Yeah. I, I'd agree with that. I mean, yeah, there really is. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if all you go into like a, <laughs> like an auto supply store and there's frozen motor <laughs> frozen <water laughs> oil. Or, wiper, uh... Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Odin's motor oil. I mean, there is everything. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, much of it I don't necessarily mind but i do i really do feel like it got a little out of control out of control so i've been happy that that this sequel didn't that they've it's had a bit of a break you know that there's yeah
0: i do feel like the years. the hate has kind of died down yes and, and 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 i feel like they've done such a brilliant job marketing this yeah, the marketing
1: has been brilliant
0: yeah, and I, I know a lot of people that were kind of not a big fan or kind of down on it, frustrated, whatever, and now are pretty excited about this sequel. So yeah. it's it's interesting. And were you mad about Mount Maelstrom storm in uh, Epcot? At were Epcot. You? Yeah.
1: I have very mixed feelings about it. Um, (laughs) 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 Because
0: it got replaced with Frozen Ever After, which is one of the most uh, popular rides. I haven't been to Disney World since I was 12, so I haven't been on the ride, but
1: it looks pretty good. I'm going to get, you know, my apologies up front. I'm probably going to get some hate mail for this. (laughs) I never really loved the Maelstrom ride. Okay. I thought the Maelstrom ride, while it was appropriate for Norway and appropriate for Epcot, yeah, I always thought it was a little short, and it had the weirdest ending. So, like the fi- the final the final climactic scene, Rachel and this ride. So you never mm-hmm. went on the ride that you can remember. No. That you remember, so you go. It's kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, in a way. You're in a boat. You're like in a boat that's got like these rows of that you said like four or five people, and there's like five rows. Mm-hmm. Um, and this final, you're the final splashdown. Goes into this room and it's it's the ocean, and there's a big oil tanker. I mean, it couldn't be uglier, you know. I mean, it's just—it's like, not like some pretty scene or some something. It's just like you're on the stormy ocean, and then there's this concrete oil rig. You know, I mean, it's. So and you, you think, unload, that and, and then you that unload the boat.
0: Frozen Ever After like, was an upgrade, then.
1: I thought it was an upgrade because <laughs> <laughs> at least. It was, and they, they actually, they extend, I think they kept the same track, but they changed where you unload the boat to basically where you load. I mean, it was just, they they, yeah. they just modified it a little bit, and it just made all the difference. And so, and, and, and I think they work closely with Walt Disney Animation Studios, because there's a lot of really fun stuff in the queue. And so, you know, Epcot, sorry, I get so nerdy, but I, I just adore Epcot. <laughs> but Epcot, Traditionally, you know, when it was made, its goal was to be more kind of edutainment, you know, so yeah. education and 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 entertainment, and not a lot of Disney characters. I mean, there were some walkaround Disney characters, but so many people were so upset that you know this ride got taken out and that a Disney character ride got put in there, and it's not even technically from Norway. I mean, it's inspired by Norway, right? You know, as we talked about, it's 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 not truly Norwegian, and ah, that stressed people so. I I personally think the ride's an upgrade that it's there. I think it's just, I mean, I kind of wish that that they kept to the true vision of Epcot, but that's with a lot of different things, not just, you know, I can't just attribute it all to frozen and it's been a huge hit. I mean, there's a giant line for it every day. I think they've got a really cool area. I understand where you can meet Anna and Elsa. Mm -hmm. I haven't been inside this little summer cabin or something that they, and they did a beautiful i've only seen the outside of it but they they did a beautiful job with you know with the design of it as they typically do with you know that walt disney imagineering so park stuff so anyway so
0: i had in my last ranking i had this i had frozen at number 12 oh nice yeah so i'm pretty pretty high yeah pretty high
1: and I I've ranked frozen you know I I did my ranking I know I'm so proud of you (laughs) it's a bad time (laughs) I finally I finally broke down and did it and I've got to just I've just got to pull this up Rachel because um I if I'm not mistaken I put it at number 18. Very good that's a good score it's uh I because again it's a film that I yeah it's 18 it's a film that I really think highly of yeah and one little addendum to my my Walt Disney World rant, and thanks mm-hmm. for, thank you so much for hearing <laughs> me out. What I really wish they would have done is just build a brand new Frozen ride in the Magic Kingdom in Fantasyland. That's what I wish they would have done, and mm. that I think would have been marvelous. But I can see that still. Uh, Maelstrom, I think, got an upgrade, even though controversial. controversial. Yeah, but because also because I'm not a Frozen hater. right
0: you know all right so we had some comments on our twitter (laughs) so we have richard southworth he says love it great story characters humor and especially music a wonderful piece of disney magic Uh, christian Pastrup says i haven't seen it since 2014 and i remember not really liking it my plan is to revisit it for the second one though so hopefully i have a whole new perspective Ann Riddle says it was really good before all the hype. I like some Elsa songs and fixer upper, but it got to the point where enough was enough. I still like it. I just have other movies that I like more. Uh, Then we have, (laughs) we have Olaf, right? Thanks. PR 25 says, uh, so Saturday was actually the only third time that I'd seen it, and first time I'd seen it in five years. But Watching it again, it's still not a huge favorite, but I was swept up in the humor, the animation, and drama. Also, I kind of get why it's a Christmas watch for many, not just the winter element, but something about some of the music, especially score-wise. Uh, that as why I was watching Olaf Frozen Adventure directly afterward. Put me 100% in the Christmas spirit. No stopping me now. That's an interesting take. Uh, animated antics says I love it. One of my favorite recent animated movies from Walt Disney Animation Studios. The animation is gorgeous. The songs are memorable. The characters are lovable, and the story is charming Disney fairy tale. I just think it's amazing, and I'm eager for the sequel. Kevin the critic says a solid but extremely overpraised and overanalyzed film and uh, Catherine crop says yes i feel the same way i like tangled better (laughs) and then lastly it's uh specter s for specter says good on first viewing but after that i saw a lot of things that didn't work like elsa not being super developed or how or how hans twist comes out of nowhere while i like the family true love moral i don't like how it makes makes self-aware commentary on the old princesses when it was fixed uh, much earlier on also Kristoff, for me is okay nothing to cry home about the music slaps fixture upper and first time and forever are slept on so there you go some different opinions
1: it's interesting <laughs> opinions for sure yeah
0: yeah so Great. okay let's do this random number Okay, so we have number six. What's number six? Oh
1: wow! Do we finally get a package film? I think we might. Right, yeah.
0: yeah, we get. We're gonna talk about Saludos Amigos.
1: Yay! Yay! Our first package <laughs> film. Actually. That's what i like, so I'm, I'll be excited. I'm glad we get to. Uh,
0: <laughs> I feel like we should do both of them at the same time. Do you agree, Saludos, Saludos Amigos, and,
1: and the Three Caballeros? Yeah,
0: I think we should do both. Great. Because this one's so short, it's only forty-two minutes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: and and the backstory behind Saludos Amigos and Three Cabellos is fascinating. So it's going to be really fun to talk about. And so, yeah, that'll be great. We will talk about Saludos Amigos for Christmas for for December.
1: Outstanding.
0: <laughs> and we will still have our episode on Frozen Two. Frozen it'll 2. be more. It'll be more of a uh recap show almost more of a kind of a thing as opposed to one of these ones obviously that we've had time to, yeah. to, to marinate on and think about so but it'll be a lot of fun so we'll look forward to that and let us know what you think of frozen uh, in the comment section or on twitter we'd love to hear your thoughts we have our uh, Twitter, Disney Talking, uh, that uh, well, I'll have in the description section definitely if you can follow us on there. Um, you can also find me at Rachel's Reviews and uh, and all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. And Stanford, where can people find you?
1: Yes, I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark. And you can find me on my blog and podcast at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And we'll have
0: all that in the description section. Definitely check it out. We also have our merch store and we have our patron group, which you can join. It's really fun. It's definitely worth your time. And we have giveaways and all kinds of exclusives. So uh, that information will be in the description section. So thanks so much. It was really fun talking about Frozen and uh, yeah, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.